Hi everyone, welcome or welcome back to the United Citizens of Europe podcast. This is Luca and we're back with a new episode. Today we will talk about ways of bringing awareness to a cause and I'm very excited to present to you our new guest, Valerie Tache Nantua. Hi Valerie and welcome. How are you? Hi Luca, I'm doing fine, thank you. I'm so happy to speak with you and grateful for your interest. Oh, actually, like, I don't know, I, I'm actually thankful for you for um, what you're doing, actually, because it's, it's very interesting. And I really hope that uh, other people think that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's start the interview by telling us a bit about you. So like, where are you from? Uh, what you studied, your job, your hobbies, etc. Okay, I will do as short as possible, because I think it's not the most interesting part. Well, on social media, I choose the name Walk for Europe, which puts forward what is important to me. But uh, indeed, my name is Valérie Thatcher by marriage. I'm European, but French also. I'm living in Lyon and I have two children. I studied economics, international economics, and also more specifically, the economies of developing countries. I had a different, sorry. That's cool. I was saying that it's cool. I had different work experiences as a responsible for economic studies, project manager, grant manager, office manager, lots of office roles, basically. But uh, I'm not working at the moment, meaning I don't have a paid job, but uh, I can say that I'm very busy and really working. However, I hope I will find a paid job in the near future. As for hobbies, I do like many things, and especially music and fine arts. And I walk about 10 kilometers almost every day. That's, <laughs> that's, really, that's really good and healthy. And uh, it actually takes us to, um, to basically the point of the matter. Because you have a, an Instagram account where you bring awareness on different issues. And they are connected to a certain sense of Europeanness. Is that right? Yes, it, uh, I find it's a very interesting question, actually. First, we must all keep in mind that we are Europeans, whether we want it or not, and not only through the European Union. Mm-hmm. There are many ways to in Europe, depending on how much power you're ready to give to the EU, and there are different ways to feel European. But some don't feel European at all because they reject the principle of the EU or because they just don't feel this common citizenship or heritage. There might be some objective reasons, depending on for how long your country is part of the EU, if yeah. it's part of the Eurozone, and the Schengen area, for example. There are many reasons due to the lack of information about the EU in the media, in schools, about its history, the institutions, how it works, the news. There has been a bit more since the pandemic started, but it's very few. There's also lack of information about what the EU finances in the territories through the elected, for example, and uh, more widely how the EU helps our society to improve health, safety, working conditions, etc. We can observe a tendency to blame the EU for what's going wrong and lots of misinformation. Yeah. To me, 
being a European citizen has always been as obvious as being a, a French citizen. Um, for example, when I was a child and a teen, there were still nasty nicknames given to the Germans, for example. My grandparents went through the Second World War. One of my friend's grandmother, who prepared us cakes and had a strong temper, she survived a death camp and had a number tattooed on her arm. I grew up during the Cold War, <clears throat> thinking that a nuclear war could start anytime. So I could fully enjoy Germany and France reconciliation efforts. Um, <clears throat> the fall of the Berlin Wall, Germany reunited, <clears throat> and then Europe reunited, sorry. And I could see that war is never far away nonetheless. Think of the war of Yugoslavia, for example, or yeah. Nagorno-Karabakh recently. Some European member states, such as France, are involved in military operations in the Sahel, Sahara, and the Middle East. Uh, actually, there are very few countries in the world that are not involved in a war, but about 10. As a citizen, I have also lived some steps of the European construction, the single market, free movement of people, goods and services, the birth of a single currency. I have been aware of the huge efforts and time that it required for countries to come to these agreements. When uh, you're given the opportunity to travel a little across Europe and outside, outside Europe, sorry, it may help as well to feel our European identity. That's why programs such as Erasmus are so interesting. Yeah. I'd like to add something about the European identity. It's not only built through the European Union, which is quite recent actually in history, but through hundreds and thousands of years. The political, philosophical, artistic heritage from antique Greek cities, the very concept of democracy, the heritage from Alexander the Great, from the Roman Empire, from Napoleon, are many writers and artists who went through from a country to the other, or whose work inspired outside the borders. Of course, both world wars marked a turning point, not only for Europe, but for the whole world. And it will, uh, I will come to my idea of being European. <clears throat> this, was, this was the very real starting point <clears throat> of the European construction as a project and of several international organizations such as the United Nations, because we had reached such an horror that we had to take responsibility for peace and to think what it means to be human. The concept of crime against humanity, as well as crime against the peace and security of mankind, were created. It's very important to remember. Yeah, I, I actually like the fact that you... Uh, I'm sorry, am I interrupting you? Yes, uh, I was... <laughs> I was going to speak more, but tell me. No, no, I, I just want to say that it's actually interesting that you that you talk about the sense of European, like, you know, uh, belonging. Not only, uh, you know, you don't really just talk about European Union, but Europe in general. And yes, I com obviously, I completely agree with the fact that it's, uh, it's, it's not just started with the European Union, but it's just a culmination uh, of everything like the European Union. 
exactly and uh and again like the i i think like that the war really made us understand that you know as um more as a society we are more united than we think and and we're better uh, as um as allies as um as friends and neighbors and um not even friends and neighbors i mean like i, I mean right now i think we can say at least like the younger generations like we don't really see you know like the french were like spanish people like i'm talking as an italian i don't see like french or uh, spanish as you know neighbors I, i see them more like you know kind of like an extended family because uh we have so many things in common with the uh, you know as italians with french people with um uh, spanish with portuguese with uh greeks um you know kind of a, a bit a bit of the mediterranean uh vibe let's say uh but you know that doesn't mean that we don't have anything in common also with with the northern europeans because as you said like there are some things that some underlying things uh like the concept of democracy or like human rights or other things that we give for granted and as you said it's good it's good to travel because you kind of understand you're kind of um made to confront the other parts uh, and how it is and then you understand that you know like actually we do have things in common we we are uh, similar in uh, in many ways so i i completely agree with um with we were you were saying before i'm sorry if i interrupted you like if you want to continue your uh, your speech i'm sorry no no it's okay it's fine thank you actually everything is fine what is what we have in common is for me it's obvious through everything i told before but uh, everything that makes us different is is very nice as well and i would like to remember that the real goal of the european founders was not a common market it was a mean it was a peace project the real goal it was a humanist yeah. project it was not to create a selfish area of prosperity called europe there's nothing good to find in selfishness the ultimate goal even of european founders was an open world and i think that there lays my sense of europeanness anyway benefits have always been obvious to me peace more prosperity people i could meet i have also honestly i'm very aware as well on concern about the critics on what's going wrong i agree that we are still far from our ideals and i have been much worried about consequences of liberalism um development wealth gaps social injustice and of course frustration and anger that come with it mm-hmm. that's something we have really to handle but the worst and which is very linked to me in my opinion has been the development of far right political parties over the last decades and um, at the beginning it shocked many people in france for example it triggered demonstrations and debates huge demonstrations but now it's rooted no one no one go into the street to demonstrate so in my page i do propose many different things uh, historical reminders portraits of european leaders quotes explanation about the institutions sometimes drawings <laughs> singing personal quotes i'm trying to use all the little skills uh, i can have on my personality my sensitivity but it's very personal but uh, well i try i'm trying to 
to inspire this um, enthusiasm for Europe. No. But uh, in the end, it's much indeed about the European values and the absolute necessity to think and to act together within Europe and with, with all the countries outside Europe. I actually um, really applaud you for what you're doing because it is very interesting. Um, like your your page in general because you do really post a lot of a lot of things um that can be like again explaining how the european union works uh to again sharing some uh some things that are more like a commentary and i don't know i really i really think that it's uh it's really good what you're doing so again really thank you for um for what you're doing for giving your time oh, to, you. to do this <laughs> Um, it matters this uh, feed, this feedback. It's very important and uh, nice for me to hear that. Yeah, but I, I also don't think that you know uh, I'm the only one giving you like a good feedback because again, like you know, you're you have a good audience in your page, and then you know, like you uh, use Instagram to raise awareness on some issues, as we were saying before. But uh, but then like you did another thing, which is also the name of your Instagram account that um, there was a way to bring awareness on um, European values and, um, and what we said before. So you actually walked from Lyon to Brussels. Can yes. you? <laughs> and that's, that's crazy. Um, I mean, I understand why you do 10 kilometers a day, but uh, can you please explain to us um, a bit of that experience? Yes, it's true. At the beginning, I created pages on social media specifically for this project, which was to walk from Lyon to Brussels. Uh, it was specifically for the European elections. And uh, Lyon is my city. Brussels is, of course, uh, one of the main uh, uh, seats of uh, the institution. So it's, it was quite obvious for me. And I had the European flag, flag on my back uh, all along. I was posting messages, pictures, videos on social medias. And the first message was, vote, please vote. And, um, well, it was... Naturally, as soon as I heard of it, I became a partner of a campaign, this time I'm voting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I must say that it was a huge challenge. You can't hardly uh, imagine um, in many ways. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> First, social media were quite new to me. My skills were very limited, and when you look at my first post, it's uh, well, it's so so. <laughs> I started from zero follower, so I had to build everything. <clears throat> um, I was very impressed by the media, radio, newspapers, and television. I find myself very bad at this. <laughs> Physically, I wasn't an athlete either. I'm still not. Oh. I don't consider I. I had to prepare myself very much. I did for four months and the walk itself took five weeks. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was an average of 20, 23 kilometers a day. I had to work on my English as well, <laughs> which was not good enough, still not. <laughs> and. Um, I had made calls for people to work with me, but uh, actually I was working alone almost all the time. Oh. I was, yes. 
I was constantly on my phone when walking, checking my position, writing down messages, quotes, pictures, uh, answering people, sometimes journalists listening to music much, <laughs> and uh, getting in touch with uh, Airbnb owners. It was my precious. Uh, I must say that it, I was very, you couldn't uh, realize, but I was very, very tired from the very first days. I had many blisters and pains, despite oh. my precautions. But uh, it, it was wonderful. I, I will do it again. <laughs> not, not the same, not the same way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was quite hiding these difficulties. Uh, I didn't show them much because my family was watching and was worrying much. Mm -hmm. My daughter and my mother. So I was careful. I could turn a little video six times to choose uh, to choose one which uh, on which I looked fine enough. You, you see, but uh, on the phone they could. Uh, I was betrayed by my voice sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that that I, that really betrays people because <laughs> on the with the voice they can tell if you're tired, if you're not doing well. Yes, and of course my mother she knows me very yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It was very interesting the, the way it, uh, it was. I was hit by the. I must say, I was hit by the indifference of people. Um, it was a, a first remark. Um, the places where I slept were the main and most interesting occasions to speak of Europe, to speak of life, and get to know people. I was hit by the number of people who were suffering in their job and again by lack of information about Europe and even about the elections, which were very close. Um, we could find some free accommodations from thanks to colleagues or friends, but most of the time it was uh, Airbnb or hotel when we had no choice. I had sent emails to all municipalities where I was to stop in order to introduce myself, to inform them of my project and to ask for a one night free accommodation and to call for volunteers to work with me. But very, very few answered, just three mayors. Um, oh, wow. Well, it's few, it's, it's few. Well, in one end, I was a, a little disappointed of this lack of interest and enthusiasm because I did not even receive any support message. But in the other hand, I thought I'm completely unknown. <laughs> Maybe they think I'm crazy or <laughs> they think I will do that quickly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> in the other hand, it was another proof that something had to be done. Um, yeah, exactly. Even from elected people, and those who supported me anyway, it really helped me and touched me. It meant a lot to me. Yeah. Roughly, that's what I could say about this uh, experience. Oh, that's that's really interesting, to be honest. Like, yeah, as you said, even the fact that some elected officials didn't even care, uh, let's say, about, you know, what you were doing, even though it was, uh, it is such a commendable thing, because it's, it's a very... Uh, it's very interesting that you're saying something again you're not saying like who to vote you're just saying like that it, you know you're just promoting awareness on 
uh, voting on democratic rights, on civil rights. Uh, and I was, uh, I was, I can't hide I was disappointed because uh, I was already partner of um, the campaign this time I'm voting. So, well, in, I was unknown, but uh, I had this uh, quite uh, etiquette from uh, the parliament. So I, yeah. I don't understand. I still don't understand why I, I had so few reactions. But then again, now you you are uh, you are a bit more known, so I think it's gonna be easy um, for the for the next time. Um, I, can I ask you like a stupid question? Did you pass through uh, Strasbourg as well? No, no, it was not on my way. Oh no! <laughs> my first idea was to make the free seats: um, Strasbourg, Luxembourg, and oh, yeah. Brussels. But it okay. was it was too much. I thought for a first uh, long walk, it was really too ambitious, and uh, I preferred mm. to to just uh, go to Brussels and it yeah. took well. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think yeah, I think it's uh, it's better that way. No, but like, uh, wouldn't it be better to do like uh, Strasbourg, Frankfurt, Luxembourg, and then um, uh, and then uh, Brussels? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I had to choose something anyway. I had to make a choice. <laughs> no, yeah, of course. I mean, I'm I'm just saying it because, of course, I didn't do it, and um, I, I'm too lazy to do it. But like, to be honest, you know what? I think like it's so inspiring, like what what you did. Like, to be honest, I'm I'm super lazy, but I don't know. Maybe you know uh i wouldn't do it alone so like again that's that's amazing like what you said what you did because like you had just a uh, company just a few times right i that's something like I, I really could not do but i don't know i mean it's um it, i don't know it's so interesting i mean I, I i really commend you for what you did so i don't know uh it's really great but why did you want to walk like from leon to brussels like why that method why didn't, didn't you try like another another way to do it in, a, in another way um actually i must say it was very a very spontaneous idea truly but as everything that sound that is or look spontaneous it's not actually it's the it's the result of uh, beliefs of a moment in your life of many things so the idea came up like that but uh, there was something behind, of course. And anyway, I could think some advantages in it. The originality of the idea and the kind of exploit it was for me physically could attract the attention of people and make them think, why does she undertake such an effort? Why does it matter so much? Mm -hmm. So it was a first point. And then if I could do such a huge effort, then I could ask people, to go to the polling station, which usually in France actually is just next door. And um, walking for five weeks was giving me time to expose my ideas, to develop a little community of followers. It's important to have to have time to because there are so many things to say. And of course, the arrival in Brussels was highly symbolic to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was, well, the messages behind were very clear. First, I wanted people to vote. You know that in France, voting isn't 
mandatory. And uh, people who vote far right or far left are very motivated to vote. They don't forget to vote. Yeah. But many other people feel indifferent. Indifferent. Europe seems far away from them on their concerns, their life, which is wrong, of course. Some people feel too disappointed by politicians and prefer refrain from voting. As a result, the turnout is low, and that is very damaging for democracy. So it was important to me to remind us why, why Europe was born, what it has brought to us, to us, its uh, values, the hope it carries for us and for the world, because it's a lighthouse for many people in the world. Yeah, I know so... exactly. I mean, that's that that's completely true. And I, I think that's also like another thing that we have in common, uh, Italy and France, that um, people that are voting far right or far left are very motivated. But then the people that are more in the middle, yeah, they're not that motivated because, as you said, like they are not happy with the politicians or I don't know, like for different or they're just indifferent to politics. And that's crazy <laughs> to me. But as you said, I mean, then they don't vote and that's not good. Yes, it's the whatever the reasons, it's very damaging. Yeah. They are, we can handle this uh, we can develop information in the media, in schools, in, in many ways we can improve things. So yeah, I try to, to do something in my level and <laughs> yeah. um, um, share the inspiration on hope that the European project brings to me. Mm -hmm. So after this experience, you wrote a book that was available in French first and then now it's also available in, in English. What can people find in that book? Yes, actually, I tell about uh, this experience, this walk. First, uh, there are several parts in this book. Uh, the first one is much explaining why I did this walk, my beliefs. Then I tell the walk day by day, the landscapes, the people I met, the pain and fatigue, um, what I did when I came back. I also gathered some reactions statements of people about my work, what they thought of it, how it impacted them, family, friends, neighbors, followers. Um, I wanted anyway to go to the ends of things and leave a trace of all this adventure for myself first and my children. I actually spent more money sending the manuscript to editors than I earned selling some ebooks. The translation in English was quite a big deal as well. Firstly, firstly, I translated everything myself, and then I had to find someone to proofread and correct everything. So it was a very long uh, work as well, but it's done. It's finished. Well, that's what I can say about this. Um, you said that you don't. You did this walk without any association to a political party. Uh, why did you want to clarify it? Yes, it was. It's very important to make it clear for me regularly. It's not a pride. It's just the truth. I was never part of any political party or involved in any association. And I do admire really um, people who are. I'm not running for a mandate. I don't work for an institution either. I don't receive any money from anyone. So 
everything I say is my responsibility. In one end, I'm free to do and say things in my way, which is quite a personal way. <laughs> but hopefully, the messages will share by daily. In the other hand, the price is uh, much loneliness and much work. So, voila. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that, that's actually a really interesting and I would say also good answer because, uh, of course, like since you're not affiliated to anything, you can do basically whatever you want. You can say whatever you want when you want. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's good. Okay, when I reach out to you for the interview and then also like during this interview, you said that you would you wanted to have another walk. Why another one? <laughs> um <clears throat> Yes, I'm thinking about this other walk for more than one year now. And, uh, it would be a very different challenge. Another itinerary, another way to share it, not too much intellectual, but very human. Showing places and people and sharing more what I do enjoy and suffer. And I'm preparing it. Uh, I only wish I stay physically and mindly strong enough <laughs> to do it, that the virus will be mastered as fast as possible for the sake of everyone. Yeah. Why? So the question is why? Because uh, we can't wait for the next elections to speak of Europe. We mm -hmm. can't wait to, to continue to raise awareness. It's a never ending job, actually. And uh, I have still this strong determination to do something at my level. And above all, I have still the same concerns and fears Extreme political parties, fascist movements are as numerous and powerful than before. Yeah. I have to tell you a little, a little story. When I came back from my walk, I started to list them. I made researches. And after six or eight pages, just a list, I gave up. I was too frightened and depressed. I wanted to keep intact my hope that something is possible in order to restore more humanity. Mm -hmm. But uh, there are many, many, many movements of um, extreme political parties who have, of course, it's, uh, it's a concern. Yeah, I also try to avoid um, going into the rabbit hole of, you know, when you see, like, I don't know, at least like uh, when I'm on Instagram and I see some some comments from accounts are from you know extreme uh extreme right parties well let's just call them as they are like they're fascist uh neo-fascist neo-nazi parties and um and you know when you go into those accounts and you see that you know when you see the accounts that they follow or they um like they're getting followed by you see more and more uh you know different accounts with a lot of followers and you know that kind of i don't know and you see like I don't know, you, you see that they're all connected and that they have uh, huge followings, like they have a big audience. And that kind of makes you lose a, lot, a, a bit of hope in humanity. So yes. I also try to avoid those kind you of things. Keep this, anyway, yes, we have to keep this in mind. They are yeah. powerful. Yeah. They are many and they are powerful. Yeah. For the new walk, would you be okay if someone else would, uh, would want to tag along with you? Um, I just want to say, I'm, I'm not sure... I'm I'm not sure I'm talking about myself because again I told you that I'm I'm a bit lazy, <laughs> but in general, would you be would you be interested in having someone else to come with you? Yeah, yes. Oh, it's a pity you can't join me. <laughs> <laughs> mm, 
I would like to add to add something about uh, the reason I would like to walk again. Uh, it's not only extreme political parties; it's also misinformation, which has uh, developed in the pandemic, and uh, the rollback of rights and freedoms in many countries. Uh, so, about uh, working with me, yes, for the, for the first walk. I made calls for people to work with me. And uh, unfortunately, I had uh, not many su much success, but I will do it again. <laughs> and I hope there will be more success. <laughs> We're definitely, we're definitely gonna. Um, uh, if we're not, if we, we cannot tag along for even for a short walk, uh, we're gonna do our best to use our platforms to give more voice to your project because it's amazing. Oh, thank you. It really deserves yes. uh, all the all the praise possible. Surely it would be more meaningful if someone, some people could join me yeah. as much as possible, because uh, one of the main goal is actually to make the to make the enthusiasm for the European project stronger. It's to make people feel they have power and their contribution is important. So yes, if people join me, it's better. It can be physically, uh, but also on social media, whatever. Anyway, I would need much support. <laughs> All forms of support that can be offered to me will be welcome. You're very invested in the concept of, uh, of Europe, and it's clear you believe in its uh, humanist and democratic values. However, we have seen time and time again how some parts of Europe are not so accepting, not so democratic, nor uh, nor humanist. I mean, we can we can talk about like literally like too many countries, like uh, starting from Netherlands. You know, that now is like in a, in a scandal for. Um, yes, I, I I know what you're speaking about. With the scandal of the uh, child benefits, uh, where they were accusing mostly immigrant families or families with an immigrant background. Uh, we can talk about Russia uh, arresting now an opposition leader or i don't know like literally too many european countries yes it's very important this point very very important and yet precisely that's why i'm so motivated as i said before we are witnessing a rollback of rights and freedoms in many countries not only poland and hungary for women lgbt lgbt community for rhinos and actually every citizen not only since the pandemic you see what we call the European values, which are, which are actually not only European values, which are respect for human dignity and human rights, freedoms, the rule of law, democracy. They are not just words. They actually mean something real in our the everyday life. It means that you have a multi-party system, free and fair election, whose results are accepted, it means that the abuse of power is controlled. Courts and the judicial system are independent. Independent, sorry. There's also transparency. The law applies the same to everyone. People have rights and freedoms such as movement, religion, speech, assembly. They can participate to the democracy in many ways. Um, all this is never perfect and is never given once for all. It requires much effort and courage to make them exist and last. Uh, this is not only up to the politicians to do the, this job. It can't be. This is the job of everyone at 
its level. I would like, and I am positive as well, there's hope. When you see these huge crowds taking the streets for days, weeks, and sometimes months to defend what is right in Poland, in Belarus, in Hong Kong, in France, taking risks, demonstrating is a right, and too often, often it's a risk also. But all these uh, movements, it gives hope. When you see citizens and some politicians standing with the Uyghur on trying to put pressure on governments, on companies benefiting of slavery, there's hope. When you see all the people fighting for Europe, for human rights, women's rights, against racism, uh, for the environment, there's hope. When you see people offering time, energy, money to help others, there's hope. When you see that abortion is now allowed in Argentina, there's hope. It was so incredible to witness this crowd in front of the parliament of Buenos Aires when the law was officially adopted. So it may take time, it may be difficult, it may be even risky, but there is hope provided we get involved. People have to get involved. And eventually governments always rule by the people, for the people. People have the real power. They also have the responsibility to educate oneself, to keep a critical mind, to understand, to have an open mind, to get involved. So that's, these are very important messages to me. Institutions and laws can't do everything. We need the institutions, we need the law, but we need the people as much. Right? Yeah, we need to participate to democracy. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And I think, of, of course, I can talk uh, for the whole United Citizens of Europe that, uh, of course, like uh, civil participation is necessary for a functioning democracy. And that is why, you know, we have United Citizens of Europe. That's why, you, you know, you have um, your own projects and we try to do uh, our best in our small little bubbles. But again, of course, we, we want everyone to do their part because, yeah, because so that democracy can actually work for everyone. Yes, and you know, doing something, it's not always uh, doing extraordinary things. It's not uh, about uh, being a politician or an activist. It's taking responsibility for everything you say and do and for everything you don't say and you don't do all mm -hmm. the time. It's, being, it's yes, it's it's the behaving responsibly. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I think our interview has come to an end. Do you have anything you want to promote? So what I would like to promote is people. I would like to promote people. People have much power. No one is powerless. Most of the time, it's so as I said, it's not about doing extraordinary things. It can be simply smiling to your neighbor in the lift. Mm -hmm. In some very hard times I had in the past, a uh, uh, smile from um, someone I don't know in the street could uh, support me all day long. Generally speaking, there's no solution in turning a blind eye or complaining or blaming someone. So I would like to say, Let's not be bystanders in our lives and in the society. That's what I would like to say as well. Speaking of Europe is actually speaking of everyone on all our, of our concerns. So that would be my 
conclusion. <laughs> Thank you very much, Valerie. It's, it was a real pleasure for, for me and for us uh, to interview you. We kind of wait for, the, for your next project. Keep us updated. And yeah, thank you very much. Oh, I do thank you and thank, thank you for your patience. I know uh, I'm not very super good in English, so <laughs> I do my best, uh, but it can be quite unpleasant to listen to me for <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> So oh, thank no, you. No. So it, it was it was great. It was really great. I mean, uh, it's really the content that matters. And also your English is not that bad. Your English is not that bad. Like you should be more proud of your English. Thank you.